0: Welcome to Media in Minutes. This is your host, Angela Tool. This podcast features in-depth interviews with those who report on the world around us. They share everything from their favorite stories to what happened behind the lens and give us a glimpse into their world. From our studio here at Communications Redefined, this is Media in Minutes. Today, we are talking with Dennis Malcolm Byron, also known as Ale Sharpton. He is a world renowned beer authority, award winning journalist, blogger, photographer, event planner, host, speaker, and beer judge, just to name a few of his roles. While passionately traveling the globe to cover everything from automobiles to culinary scenes, celebrity profiles, sports, hotel destinations, art, and what he terms the world's best beverage, Ale has contributed to more than 30 magazines and websites combined. His his current media outlets include Thrillist.com, Craft Beer and Brewing, Craft Beer, USA Today, The Infatuation, James Beard, Lifestyle Publications, Atlanta Magazine, and others. Hi, Al. Thank you for joining us today.
1: Oh, it's, it's an honor. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it.
0: Yes, I'm excited to talk with you. You know, as we mentioned in the intro, you have a lot of roles, one of them being a world renowned beer authority. You have to tell us about that and how you earned that title.
1: So yeah, that was actually given to me and said I should use it from a fellow uh, aficionado who just said that, look, you you teach the art of beer, you know it, you have a passion and uh, people know that you're an expert from what they read, so you are, an, you are that. You're a, an ambassador and, and all these different things, but he definitely wanted me to say a beer authority.
0: Yeah. So how did you get to this point in your career? Through hustle
1: and hard work and believing what I do is, is for the good of the people. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, which includes, you know, drinking really good beer, but knowing the story behind the people who make it. And yeah. uh, also expressing my creative ways of doing things and how I kind of approach the industry a lot differently from what has been established throughout the years.
0: Walk us through your career briefly, if you don't mind, and how you you know because you've covered so many different topics in the journalism world and and how you got to this point today.
1: After um, leaving Cornell University and moving to Atlanta, coming from uh-huh. New York, um, it was this different that uh, I realized the beer scene wasn't that great here in Atlanta, so mm. I felt the opportunity to to become a journalist and write about it and kind of marry the different passions that I love, which includes clothing, hip hop, and then yes, beer, but also noticing that there weren't a lot of uh, Black people in the industry or minorities Mm -hmm. for that matter that I wanted to kind of expand that, make it happen.
0: What have you been doing for that? I know I saw on one tweet you had posted that only 1% of breweries were owned by uh minorities you know how which sadly how are you helping change that
1: yeah uh, 1% is owned by african americans and okay. um it's starting to develop a lot more though um the number is becoming a lot more uh, it's boosting slowly but surely uh but it's because you see it on social media and and the unity and how people are supporting one another and getting the word out. They're great documentaries like One Pint at a Time, uh, Mm -hmm. which is really, really awesome, documenting how black people are progressing in the industry and festivals. There's a lot of uh, good ones coming up, Barrels and Flow and a few others that have been happening over the years that have been fantastic. Blacktoberfest, there's so many other ones. And I mean, just seeing like-minded people, but also people that look like you that are out there doing it on social media and Mm -hmm. um, the word gets out.
0: Yeah. You must tell us more about your collaboration with New Belgium Brewery.
1: Oh, absolutely. New Belgium uh, reached out to me. They saw what I've been doing and they wanted to not only diversify uh, their audience, but also diversify their own staff and, and and help them mentally with getting out there and providing that message that beer is for everyone. So they brought me in to be a consultant of sorts. And he said, any idea you want to do, we can make happen. I said, well, let's make a beer together. So I mean, they're one of the best breweries in the world. Why not make a beer with them? So I took that um, and they loved the idea. I designed the can. The concept was called Piano Keys, Ebony Ivory, Black, White Piano Keys. Get it? And then um, I did a Chocolate Vanilla Imperial Stout to marry all those together. And it's been successful ever since. Mm -hmm.
0: That sounds fantastic. (laughs) How can you get it anywhere other than the brewery?
1: Yes, we're actually uh, working on the new distribution for it. Um, you can get it definitely in Atlanta, in um, North Carolina, uh, okay. California, I'm working on now. But yeah, we can get it directly at the brewery, of course, Colorado. But we're working on it where you can get it online as well. So we're going to make that happen.
0: That's fantastic. What um, trends are you seeing in the beer industry right now?
1: The trends now um, are really breweries being stellar at what they do. A lot of people's palates um, becoming a lot more sophisticated. And with that becomes your quality of the beer needs to be a lot better. But, you know, what's happening is what I tell people, you got to be able to do uh, what you really believe in and what your expertise is. And then you can specialize in that. And then that way you develop a niche for yourself. And I think that's what's happening right now. A lot more breweries concentrating on the certain styles that they specialize
0: in. You mentioned that Atlanta wasn't didn't have a big beer scene when you moved there. How is it now?
1: Oh, it's, it's one of the best beer cities. And I say that pounding my chest because it really is. Um, and one of the most diverse, which is even more special about the city. So mm-hmm. there's uh, the first Black-owned uh, brick-and-mortar brewery, Hip and Hops, that opened uh, recently. The and, then, and then Nappy Roots uh, have the Lantucky. And then there's an Asian brew pub called Hopsticks. It's amazing. So it, it's really oh, broadening wow. out right now. It's really fun.
0: I love that. We'll definitely have to get to Atlanta and, and check out the places that you mentioned for sure.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. You get the red carpet, ale sharpened treatment.
0: Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think it takes for a brewery to be successful? You know, you had mentioned there's so many out there and we see, we see a lot of longtime ones having to close their doors and there's so much competition, you know, what do you mm-hmm. think it takes to be successful?
1: Um, I'm going to go back to really having an expertise in what you really are known for. Uh, for instance, Halfway Crooks is a great brewery, but they make mostly lodgers. That's their thing. And they develop that niche. Um, yeah. Little Cottage is another one that I mentioned that I would love to mention because they're really specialized in stouts. Um, but they, you know, you can still make other beers, but really know what your expertise is and shine with that. And especially now with all these pals becoming a lot more sophisticated, people yeah. learning about craft beer more and more, you better have to be on your game.
0: I love that. Something else my husband and I always, always talk about is the food is usually amazing at wow. breweries and, Absolutely. and that they need to have that if they, you know, and a few things that they do just, just are, are the best at, you know, I, we think that's something that is also really important.
1: And that's a great trend. I'm glad you mentioned that pairing food with beer, which is one of my favorite things to do. Um you know beer has so many flavors and it can emulate any flavor more than any other beverage so then you have all these different spices and different interpretations of what dining will do well with a uh, pairing with beer and this is one of those instances so a lot more breweries now are having a lot more different types of food you can see some of empanadas even you know what i mean there's a different yeah. way so there's yeah. another way of expression there
0: How do you find your stories and which outlets do you tend to write for the most
1: Um, You can find my stories definitely a lot online, but that's also when I push them out on social media network, but also the, the um, sources that I write for too, like Thrillist is really fun to write for. Uh, The Infatuation has been really fun to write for. They get it. They get my voice. They get how adventurous I am. And um, I love to kind of share that and help develop their audience by reading my stuff. So they share it out too.
0: How do you find your stories when you're deciding what to write about next?
1: I'm always around a lot of different people, a lot of different styles, a lot of different uh, mentalities of what is cool. So I kind of pitch that because I'm always around those new trends that are happening during my travels. So they take my word for it and they get it. And I say, yo, this is something different from other people are writing. So you you need to write with this. And I'm batting a thousand on my pitches.
0: That's great. I know a lot of journalists tend to say they're influencers as well, but you really are a great Combination of both, you know, a journalist and an influencer, because everyone's looking to you in the industry for the trends and and what's new and and what they should be, you know, focused on. But then also you're covering these stories as a journalist. So kudos to you for sure. I
1: appreciate you. I love clothes. I love style. I love giving back through Brew Gather, which is a uh, nonprofit I'm developing, and uh, it's it's just a fun journey. And I appreciate you. beers for everybody, and I love people to know that.
0: Yes, and I bet you love convincing those who say they don't like beer <laughs> that oh, they do find yes, something yes. they like right
1: I'm batting a thousand with that too someone says they don't like beer that's way too broad it's like saying you don't like music you just got to know what to yes. dance to
0: oh that's great I love that <laughs> I love that quote <laughs> what are you most proud about in your career to this point
1: being able to still have a career in what I started years and years yeah. ago um, and being successful at it, and it's growing, it's blossoming. I'm still doing events, but I'm also learning a lot from the different trends that go on. I've learned to adapt to that. So I, I love doing it. I just keep doing it. And I, I love doing what I love. And, and I wake up and this is my job. So That's I thank God amazing. and everybody who supported me to do it.
0: That's pretty amazing. And even staying as a journalist for your career. I mean, there's so many like me, I'm a former journalist that go into PR and don't, you know, <laughs> continue the career as they'd always dreamed of for, for various reasons. But that's really commendable, too. What, no, what have been some of your favorite stories to write?
1: One was writing about somebody really um, gave me a little more, put a battery in my back to know that it's OK for a black person to be in the beer industry. And I was doing a whole profile piece. Uh, with Beer Connoisseur Magazine on Garrett Oliver, who is the only other brother I knew at the time. And he's the, of course, brewmaster and and co-owner of uh, Brooklyn Brewery, which I happened to visit this past weekend, which was awesome. Uh And um, yeah, writing a whole piece on him is just always fun. Um, And then uh, I did another piece I did with Thrillist that just talked about the black breweries that are existing right now. And I keep adding to that list every year. So um, that's a very popular piece too.
0: Awesome. We will link to those in our show notes for sure. So all of our listeners can can take a look too. And you're not only a journalist, I you know I keep mentioning that, but you're also a photographer an event planner, a host, speaker, <laughs> beer judge, <laughs> to name just a few. You know, which are your favorites? All of them?
1: I really enjoy photography. Uh, okay. Now I'm getting into reels a little bit more, Get my video game tight. But photography has always been a big thing for me. Um, so I love doing that. Of course, hosting events, but that can be nerve-wracking, but they're always dope and different when I'm in charge of it. So people know what's me that goes down with that. Sure. I, I do food and beer pairings um, pretty often. Okay. I just uh, have something called Ale Max Day, where me and my friend Craig Stroud uh, are pairing sneakers with beer and bringing the cultures together. Uh that oh, that's is something cool. I love to do. And of course, hip-hop's going to be a part of that. I'm a crazy hip-hop head, so... Um, oh, that that's so awesome. Yep, you're, that's, make, you're, uh, you're
0: selling me right now. I want to get down to, <laughs> to Atlanta and do this.
1: Shout out to Inner Voice for helping us host that event. That's a brewery here in um, Cater, Jordan.
0: Okay. So you typically do them at breweries. I mean, obviously,
1: right? I do, but I do a lot of restaurants as well, or it could be okay. an actual venue, um, art museums. So there's a wide range. It depends on what the event is. So I'll make it. Okay.
0: There. Okay. So, what are people who don't know you? Um, who don't know you well most surprised to learn about you?
1: Uh, that I'm an artist. Uh, I could okay. definitely draw and I do um, a lot of stuff with marker. Uh, design, I am um, all about design and marketing and ads. So okay. you got that there and then I produce music.
0: Wow, <laughs> I don't even know, I, <laughs> even though we started, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> There's so much. <laughs> I, I I definitely do need to ask about the beer judging. How did, I mean, it's probably clear how you got into that, but you know, what is that like and how's that process?
1: Oh, it's really fun. I mean, it's a very prestigious position, uh, believe it or not. And um, I just got to hang out with a lot of the experts and they knew how well I knew about beer and the flavors and the profiles. They were like, Hey, we need you to come and start judging with us. And uh, being only brother in that whole circle once again, that was always <laughs> fun to represent my people. And uh, it's just been something I've been doing over the years. And you know, they're certified, but I'm just certified in taste and flavor and being um, knowing what I'm talking about. So there you go.
0: So, what do you look for in a good beer?
1: Flavor balance is super key. Uh, okay. Aroma is very key. So sometimes, if you, if your balance is not right, it could really ruin the style of beer that you're creating. Um, mm-hmm. Not making it too sweet or making it too sour. Also, the mouthfeel has to be important depending on the style of beer. The closest you are to that with your creativity is how you really shine.
0: Okay. Do you have a go-to beer or a favorite style?
1: I've been an IPA guy for a long time. Supposedly, your palate changes every six years, but it hasn't happened with me. Um, mm-hmm. I love how um, they're just so delicious, but also the West Coast. I like more of the clearer kind of beers in, in okay. terms of IPA. But um, I'm I'm down to start trying other ones. I'm starting to get into black IPAs, which I never thought I would. But I'm kind of getting into those right now.
0: Okay. What about Hazy? My husband loves those. Are you? Are, is that trend going away a little bit? Or is it just one that you don't love as much?
1: Um, No, I don't think it's going to go away. It's done wonders for an IPA, which always got a bad rep of being too bitter. So yes. Hazy's a little more of a sweeter backbone and then a creamier mouthfeel. And it's really helped a lot of breweries stay afloat. So there you go. The yes. Hazy's are safe for sure. Let's just bring back like-
0: some more of the West Coast though. Let's bring some of those back. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I, I don't know if this is a if this'll be a bad thing to say, but I'm a wheat girl <laughs> and no I love root wheats. But so IPAs have not always been my favorite. But the hazy definitely, I mean, you're exactly right. I can drink hazies a little bit more because it's not as, you know, high IBUs as <laughs> some mm-hmm. of the other, um, or at least they don't taste that way, how they're made. So
1: no shame in the game, Angela. Wheats are very popular and they've also helped the beer industry stay afloat. So there you go. Yeah.
0: You might have already answered this. What city has the best beer scene right now? Do you think it's Atlanta?
1: I'm, I'm definitely going to say Atlanta's up there. It deserves a lot more respect uh, for sure. Um, okay. Asheville's really fun. I just did an event with uh, my Piano Keys brand and doing fundraising for Brigether out there. And Asheville is like pound for pound, one of the best, you know? But I love yeah. the West Coast cities too. San Diego's amazing. So there's so many different ones. And Nashville is coming up as well.
0: Yes. Before we go, I must ask, how can PR professionals help you do your job? And do you have any pet peeves or helpful advice?
1: I think PR professionals can help do our job if they really, really know what we're about and capture our essence and what we're about, our passions, and then learn how to express that to uh, their white audiences that they reach to, uh, Mm -hmm. to build. That's one of the things. It's not just a a client. It's actually going to be a friend that you're working with to really get to know them, and I think you could tell the different PR professionals when they really dig in deep to know what yeah. the passions are of their of their uh, subject
0: yeah and the journalists I mean what you have such a niche you know knowing exactly right. who you are and what you do definitely that's
1: right that's, that's yeah. right you know so um, there's so many different things I, I respect what they do though it's just a matter of making it happen yes
0: <laughs> and how can <laughs> listeners follow your work online and connect oh, with please.
1: you? Please follow me on Instagram, which I really take pride in. That's at Real Ale Sharpton, and uh, Twitter's always fun. That's just Ale Sharpton, and then my website is alesharpton.com. And then uh, just see me around. Definitely shout shout me out, and let's network. Let's make things happen.
0: Perfect. So, is there anything else you'd like to mention? You know, before we go.
1: Absolutely. Just keep an eye out for the next batch of piano keys, which should be coming out in a couple months. Mm -hmm. And also uh, National Black Brewers Association, which is another uh, group that is really developing. And they got some power hitters with a lot of the pioneers, Black pioneers that really got this industry to where it is.
0: That's great. Is it a newer organization or when did it start?
1: It just started uh, within uh, early 2023.
0: Okay, great. We will definitely link to those as well so so uh, we can follow along and support it. Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you for having me. This is awesome. It's an honor.
0: That's all for this episode of Media and Minutes, a podcast by Communications Redefined. Please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe to our show. We'd love to hear what you think. You can find more at communicationsredefined.com slash podcast. I'm your host, Angela Tool. Talk to you next time.